what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. If you'll walk in that light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ washes you and cleanses you. You are perfect in the sight of God. If I'm not telling you the truth today and what I'm saying, there ain't near one of us in this place, none of you listening by radio today, there ain't none of us got a chance to make it. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 6, beginning with the first verse, 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 1, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And Elisha answered and said, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, to go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And Elisha cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand, and he took it. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Flying off the handle. Part of Elisha's ministry was to teach a school for the sons of the prophets. As the students grew in number, the place where they were conducting the services was no longer able to contain all the students, and it was beginning to get a little tight. And they came to Elisha and said there in verse 1, The place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Oh, how I wish that were the case in our churches today. Let me back up and rephrase that. Oh, how I wish that were the case today in our gospel-preaching churches today. Brother Nathan over here was relaying to me how a minister came to his establishment the other week and asked him, where do you go to church? And he said, I go to Friendship Church. It's just a little small country church. And he said, why do, you, why do you go to that church? And he said, well, I need to get my toes stepped on once in a while. 
And the preacher made the statement, he said, my church is running over 3,000 people and we don't preach all that negative stuff at my church. This is not the case with all churches, ladies and gentlemen, but I can't help but wonder what is really being preached and taught. What is drawing the people? Because if you give the people what they want to hear, that'll really draw a crowd. But when you preach the cross, the gospel, the gospel is the cross of Christ. So little gospel is being preached in the churches today. Very few people know what the gospel really is anymore. To many, the gospel is just another means to get rich. To many today, the gospel is just something that I use to better myself and get along with people. The list goes on and on. But ladies and gentlemen, that is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is man is a sinner. He is in a fallen state. And sin has passed down to all mankind. By one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. The wages of sin is death. And God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, He was not a result of natural procreation. God spoke that which was needed into Mary's womb. If you could have looked at Joseph and looked at Mary and Jesus had stood there beside them, you would have seen no traits of Mary or Joseph in the face of Jesus because when God spoke, that into her womb thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. Everything that was needed, God spoke it into her womb. He was there in her womb for nine months. It was just a house for the Son of God. And she brought forth her firstborn son. She was a virgin. Brought forth her firstborn son. And wrapped him in swaddling clothes, grave clothes, the same type of clothes that were used to wrap the dead in. Jesus was wrapped in the very reason that he came, which was to die on a cross. And he didn't come into this world to die for himself. He did not come to die for the angels. He came to die for me. He came to die for you. He came to die for you, those of you in the parking lot listening today, those of you out in the radio that are listening today by CD, by podcast, however you're getting this today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ came into this world to die for you. Why was his death any different from anyone else who died? Rome crucified thousands upon crosses. Why, why is Jesus so different than anyone else? I won't tell you why. His virgin birth meant that he was sinless. Perfect. He never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed. 
not one sin. He kept the law of God perfectly. You and I can't say that today. We can't say that today. But Jesus Christ kept the law of God perfectly. And His perfect life made Him the perfect sacrifice. And when He went to that cross, He paid for your sins and my sins. Glory to God. The sin debt has been paid. And when you place your faith in what Jesus did there on that cross, you are justified. Which means just if I'd never sinned, your past is gone. You have been washed. You have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, Brother James, how do you know all of this is true? The Bible says they put him in a tomb, rolled a stone in front of it, and put a seal upon it with some guards in front to make sure that the disciples wouldn't come and take him out of the tomb. But my friend Jesus Christ, being in that tomb, didn't need the disciples to come get him. Because God the Father spoke the word that first Easter morning and Jesus Christ came out of that tomb and that stone being sealed didn't stop him. Those soldiers didn't stop him. Hell did not stop him. Sin did not stop him. Nothing stopped him from coming out of that tomb. And let me tell you, the truth came out, ladies and gentlemen. Glory to God. Let me tell you, the truth is always going to come out, folks. <laughs> Glory to God. If it don't come out here... In this life, ladies and gentlemen, there's coming a day when we'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ or either at the great white throne judgment and the truth will come out, ladies and gentlemen. If things are not judged here in this life as you think they ought to be judged, God's going to take care of it all one day. Nobody gets by, but as for the Christian... All the judgment for the sins that I committed, Jesus Christ took it all when he went to the cross. And his resurrection, his coming out of that grave ratified everything that he did. Which means God accepted his sacrifice. And when you accept his sacrifice, place your faith in his sacrifice, then God accepts you. You are perfect. Hear that. You are perfect. In the sight of God, you are perfect. You may look in the mirror and say, James, that's, <laughs> it's hard for me to believe that. Because I've got this going on and that going on and, and I got a problem with nicotine and, and my eyes get to wondering sometimes and my mind gets to wondering sometimes and I mash my finger and I say some things from time to time I ought not to, to say and, 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 and Brother James, I'm just a mess. With your faith anchored in the finished work of Christ... If you'll walk in that light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ washes you and cleanses you. You are perfect in the sight of God. 
If I'm not telling you the truth today in what I'm saying, there ain't near one of us in this place, none of you listening by radio today, there ain't none of us got a chance of making it because God cannot accept anything less than perfection. And the blood of Jesus Christ makes you as perfect as you're ever going to be. Perfect. You are perfect today. Oh, yes, the Holy Spirit has got a lot to do to bring your condition up to your position in Christ. But in the mind of God, when Jesus died on Calvary and you place your faith in what he did, in the mind of God, when Jesus died, you died with him. When he was buried in that tomb, all your sins were buried in the tomb with him. And when he was raised from the dead, you were raised from the dead to walk in a newness of life. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what is missing in a lot of our churches today. You couldn't get saved in churches today if you wanted to because they're not preaching the gospel. Now, some of you listening by radio... You, you understand the cross of Christ, the gospel of Christ, as it regards salvation. Many of you in here, you're like, amen, Brother James. You, you tell it. Go on, tell it. Deal with it today. Shell it down. Amen. We understand the cross of Christ as it pertains to salvation. But when I say preaching the cross, preaching the gospel... Not only am I talking about salvation for mankind that is lost, but I'm talking about how you and I, the child of God, now that we are saved, how we live for God on a daily basis. We're missing the boat today. A lot of churches are missing it because salvation only goes as far as saving the sinner out here in the world. But the cross of Christ opened up the door for all of our needs as a child of God to be met. That's why Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you've got to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Take up the benefits of the cross. Whatever it is that you need today, whatever it is that comes against you, whatever it is that you need God will provide it through and by the cross of Jesus Christ. Everything that we need, Paul said, my God shall supply all, all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You take up the cross daily, understanding that you within yourself cannot do what God requires. You can't do it within your own strength, ability, talent. If you could, there would have been no need for Jesus to come and die on a cross for you. But you take up the cross daily, understanding that you can't do it within yourself. You've got to have God's help. You take up the cross and you say, Lord, if this life is going to be lived, you're going to have to do it through me. That's what Paul said. He said in Galatians, I am crucified with Christ. 
nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. The faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Take up the cross daily. And when you do that, Romans chapter 8, the law of the Spirit of life, the way the Holy Spirit works, He begins to work in your life. And those things that you look at in your life that's less than perfect, the things that you struggle with, your thought life, your habits, your addictions, whatever it may be, the Holy Spirit will begin to work on those things in your life. And things will just begin to fall off. I gave this little illustration one Wednesday night. How many of you have gone down the road before and you see a house up in the woods and the grass hasn't been cut, the woods hasn't been cut away, and it's, the yard's not been maintained as it should. Some of you say, Brother James, come to my house, you'll see just that. Some of you listening by radio might, might even find a refrigerator if you cut the grass out there in the yard. <laughs> but that house is sitting there, and the yard's not been maintained as it should. And the woods keep encroaching and growing in closer and closer. And the vines begin to climb up on the siding of the house. And if that issue is not addressed, the, the vines will continue to grow on up until it covers the roof. And the longer this situation continues the roots and, and the vine will get so embedded into the siding of that house, it's hard to, to get it out. Some of us have lived a life of sin for so long, the, the vines of the fall, the vines of sin has, has, has covered you. But the moment you place your faith in Christ and what He did at the cross... The Holy Spirit cuts those vines off at the root. Now, if you cut it off at the root, those vines will die. Separation took place the moment you placed your faith in Christ. The sin nature is cut off to where it's no longer to grow and work as it once did. But yet those vines are still on the house. There are still some vines on my house, but the roots have been cut off. They were cut off when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, but they still some vines on my house. And now the Holy Spirit is going to start to pull those vines off the house. And some of those vines are so embedded into the siding of the house that when the Holy Spirit goes to pull the vines off the house, some of the siding wants to come off with it. Because it's embedded so deep. The Holy Ghost is pulling on some vines this morning. Some of you are listening to me this morning, Brother James, you just don't know what all I've been through. 
Brother James, I'm just having a time ever since I've tried to get saved and come to church and, and I'm trying to live for God and, 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 and it, everything in the world seems like it's coming apart. Well, number one, Satan's fighting you. But number two, the Holy Spirit is working on you. He's trying to pull some of them vines off of your house, the clinging vines of the fall. And when he goes to pull on those vines, the siding wants to come. It's a painful thing when the Holy Spirit goes to pulling on something that you've been clinging to all of your life. And every single one of us have some vines that the Holy Spirit is pulling on. But let me tell you, if some siding comes off with the vine... The Holy Ghost knows how to replace it. Are you hearing me? He knows how to clean you up. He knows how to fix you up. He knows how to make you better. My friend, that, what I'm telling you today, is called progressive sanctification. When you get saved, you have a position in Christ Jesus. Although your condition being covered with vines is not what it ought to be, the Holy Ghost is going to pull some vines off of you, and He's going to bring your condition up to your position. But the Holy Spirit will only work as you keep your faith anchored in Christ and what He did at the cross. That is what I mean when I say a gospel preaching church a church that's preaching the cross of christ there's not many churches out there today that are preaching the cross of christ and this ladies and gentlemen is elementary it's the foundation of the church i explained some of this to a man who was a deacon in a church for 20 years he looked at me like a mule eating briars he said, preacher, I ain't never heard that in all my life, and yet he was a deacon in the church for 20 years. I'm like, what in the world have you been listening to for 20 years? What in the world have they been preaching in your church for 20 years? Our churches are in pitiful shape today because there's been so little preaching and teaching of the gospel, the cross of Christ. There's a need. Those students under Elisha, they saw a need and they went to Elisha. Elisha was a type of the Holy Spirit. He sat under the tutelage with Elijah for some ten years. And Elijah asked Elisha, what is it you want me to do for you? And Elisha didn't ask for a bigger church. He didn't ask for more people. He didn't ask for anything worldly. He didn't ask for any, anything of that nature, but he asked for a double portion of Elijah's anointing. And Elijah said, if you see me when I'm taken up, you can have it. And Elisha didn't leave Elijah's side. And he saw him taken up in a whirlwind, that chariot of fire. 
And God answered Elisha's prayer, gave him a double portion of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Elisha performed twice the miracles as that of Elijah. Elisha is a type of the Holy Spirit. And, and those sons of the prophets recognized a need and they went to Elisha, a type of the Holy Spirit. Church, we need members. We need this, we need that. We can sit here and name a hundred and some different things that we need today. But the one thing our churches need the most today is to come back to the cross of Christ. Place our faith in the finished work of Christ. And then the Holy Spirit can move and work. And folks, that's what we need in our churches today. More than money, more than people, more than anything else is a moving of the Holy Ghost in our churches today. The free will Baptists need a move of the Holy Ghost. Our Pentecostal churches need a move of the Holy Ghost. Our Methodist churches need a move of the Holy Ghost. Our country today needs a move of the Holy Ghost and it's only going to happen as we come back to the cross of Christ they wanted Elisha to go with them and we want to go down to Jordan and build us a bigger building Elisha we want you to go with us if the Holy Ghost don't go with you things just ain't going to get done right And that's the problem with the modern church today. We're trying to build a church and we're trying to do this and do that without the Holy Spirit. We're trying to do it through and by the means of the flesh and things just ain't going to be done, right? Good grace and mercy, I've run out of time. Can I finish this next week? Come on back next week and I'll finish. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, 
Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.